0: On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys.
1: Hey, good morning, everybody. It is time for the Garden Wise Show and the Garden Wise Guys, all of which occurs right here on Legends 810. Good morning again. I'm Jim Borland, one of the Garden Wise Guys, and Keith Funk is the other one. He's sitting over here monkeying around with his phone.
2: Howdy-duty, good morning. Yeah,
1: howdy do. Well, there's an old show, isn't it? Yeah, no kidding. Man, I missed that. Do you? Yeah. I yeah. always
3: thought it was oh, kind of All the other obnoxious. characters. <laughs>
1: Well, you had to be. Of course, I was younger when I was watching it. You were older when you were watching it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to do a garden show here this morning. And the way that operates here is that we rely on you to ask us a garden question What's going on in your garden? What's not going on? What's going on wrong? How can we fix it or help fix it and get things going the way they should be going? And the way this operates, again, is that you. Dial in those questions uh, on this following number, 303-477-2473. That'll get in here, and uh, Sean will pick up the phone and answer your question. He won't answer your question. He'll just pose the question to us through the magic of digitalization. Because he's in another room, we're in the other room, and somehow your questions get through the glass, through the wall, and into our screen right in here. Mm. No wires involved. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's it, nothing but wires <laughs> on this desk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, in your garden this weekend, or this week, is, uh, is, is what has happened. <laughs> you can make a, make a sentence out of that. Did you get some rain? <laughs> Not a drop. Not a drop. Not a drop. <clears throat> we heard everybody else getting their rain. Yeah, I we mean, got a nice little... Saw the lightning, heard the thunder, and nothing.
2: Got a nice little downpour in... Nothing. In the part of Centennial I am, but apparently the airport in Centennial got nothing.
1: Hmm. Well, a good friend of ours, Paniyoti, on the east side of both of us, um, got a downpour. hmm So he got all his 20%. Yeah. The, r- the rest of the 80% fell on our place. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing.
2: Well, according to the um, Centennial Airport, we lost 1.47 inches of water this last week.
1: Well, if you were at DIA, it yeah. was 1.7. Is that what wow. you said?
2: I said 4.7.
1: <laughs> 4.7. Well, 1.71. That's close enough to 2 inches, folks, if you aren't putting 2 inches of water down on your, on your grass, your lawn, your turf grass. And perennials. Then per- and per- perennials um (coughs) they're probably suffering and would like a little extra moisture and probably more
2: on your vegetable (coughs) garden
1: oh yes yes
2: and and you can only imagine what
1: your potted plants are losing because their roots are really restricted yeah they are so you have to supply every inch (coughs) every little bit of water that they that they require you can't rely on... And when it rains, uh, of course, you're not measuring the rain down there, are
2: you? I'm not, no. <clears throat> I just oh. I go out there and stick my finger in the ground. That's that's my measuring tool. Okay.
1: Because we do get a good downpour every now and again, and even at our place, sometimes. And we have a measuring device, and we go out and they check, and it's like a tenth of an inch. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing. I know. That wets the grass. Makes it smell nice. Yeah, it does smell good. <clears throat> wets the grass, but... Very little of it actually got into the soil mm-hmm. so, if you're relying on <clears throat> on Mother Nature to supply all the water for your lawn and your trees and your shrubs, you're um, <clears throat> you're 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 just <laughs> you're hoping something it's like,
2: well, it's like our winter snows. you know you get a dusting of snow. Oh, <laughs> landscape got watered? no, yeah. it didn't. no, <laughs> that no. was
1: non-existent as far as water goes no if it's cold enough it doesn't melt and if it does melt it's, it really doesn't amount to very much I and mean, we're looking at 10 to 12 inches of snow to give us one inch of water mm-hmm. and we're asking you to
2: put down an inch and a half to two inches a week now? a week a week that yeah. would be equivalent to 10 to 15 inches of snow or 15 to 20. well if it's 12 inches of snow equals or ten, let's just make it 10 inches yeah, make of it snow ten is inches. a one inch and we're asking for two inches that's almost two feet worth that's of almost, snow
1: that's 20 inches of, of snow and that's yeah. close enough to two feet so we'll call it two feet let's round it up <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds better you round up when it when it sounds better yeah. you round down when, it, when you want to make the worst case so yeah yeah so, so anywho there, there you go so we probably answered a whole bunch of questions that people were ready to pose to us right there
2: and I wanted to mention one more thing about the your container plants, you know, your flower pots and hanging baskets and that sort of thing, with all the watering you have to do to keep them looking fresh and, and growing and not wilted, which might mean more than once a day, even. Mm-hmm. Guess what's happening when you do that? You're washing or leaching, oh, I yeah. should use that word, leaching the nutrients out of the soil at the yeah. same time. So it's really important to those plants
1: that they get fed. They yeah. get fertilized. <coughs> yeah, fertilize the plants on a regular basis. And regular, in this case, probably means, I would say, once a week with yeah. a light fertilizer. Well, you can do it a couple of different ways, and I'm, I'm doing both. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the easy man's way, the lazy man's way of fertilizing is to use a, a time-release fertilizer like Osmocote. Mm-hmm. And you can go out there. It's these little beads. They look like BBs, and they feed for four months, which gets you through most of the year. And so you can scatter that on the top of your containers according to label directions. You can even mix it into the soil when you're planting in the spring. And every time you water, those beads release a little bit of fertilizer. And that makes life much easier <laughs> for, for those of us who have a lot of potted things. Yes. And I don't like mixing up one water can after another water can after another one with fertilizer. Uh, it would take me all day. So I bought myself a little what's called a hose-on or a siphon injector. Mm-hmm. You can pick them up at the, <coughs> at the garden center for less than 20 bucks. And I hook that to my spigot, my hose spigot. And beside the spigot then you put a big bucket, like a 5-gallon bucket, and mix up your fertilizer 16 <coughs> times stronger than what you want to use it. Yep. And you drop the little hose that comes with the an injector, you drop that into the bucket and when you turn your water on it sucks that water out of the bucket of concentrated fertilizer and injects it into your watering hose. Yeah, it,
1: it doesn't hurt the plants. <laughs> no, no, it's not a vaccine.
2: <coughs> <laughs> it works like that. It makes, them, makes your plants more better. It does. So I use that at about a quarter to half strength in addition to the Osmocote
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. this time of
1: year yeah. because the plants are just getting so big
2: and the roots have filled the pots, and they
1: can't go any farther. Uh, two things about Osmocote. One is that if you look, read the package, it'll say it feeds your plants for, let's say, three months. And there are different formulations that last various times. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have plants out on your patio and you're watering twice a day, um, that fertilizer is not going to last three months. No, it gets at, depleted. At, yeah, 90 degrees. Yes, because it, it releases, is temperature sensitive. Yeah, it releases a lot faster at higher temperatures. Mm-hmm. So I start oh, go, ahead. and the last thing is that uh, those little pills that you see when you spread it all over the top of the soil, their existence doesn't mean that they're still fertilizer. No, you're exactly right.
2: They look the <coughs> same when they're full as they do when they're empty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I supplement this time of year with uh, with the water soluble, and I use that. I just keep a bucket mixed up full and, oh, a, yeah. and a lid on it with a hose going yep. through a hole so the mosquitoes can't get in. Oh, they, I don't think they'd be able to survive in <laughs> fertilizer so anyway, but <laughs> I, I just keep it. and That way that my puppies can't get in there and try to drink it. Yeah. But uh, I always just keep a bucket full of it right by the spigot, and every time I turn the water on, everything gets fertilized. Yep.
1: It's pretty handy. It, it is. I mean, you got to do sometimes a little math to figure out how much fertilizer to put in that fertilizer bucket
2: well you know, I only have to do that once each year <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you write it down <laughs> but if you write it on the side of the bucket in a sharpie yeah then then there you go you're good for for however long um, but the, the one caveat I have to say about that I don't like about that injector is that you have to have the water on full blast
1: yes Yes.
2: And it does, reduce the, it does reduce the pressure by about half. Yes. But if you don't put it on full blast, it doesn't create the suction required to get yep. that fertilizer out of the bucket and into the hose. Exactly. And if you, if you, if you shut the hose off altogether, it backfills the bucket mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. plain water, so it dilutes the concentrate in, in the bucket. So I try not to have mm-hmm. it shut
1: off very uh, long if i have to do that i find it with with the one i have it gets clogged up with mostly precipitate oh okay um and so i have to i have been soaking it you know disconnecting all of that and, and soaking it in a little bit of vinegar uh-huh. and that'll dissolve or anything's on there lately i've been disconnecting it and just dumping it into a five gallon bucket of clear water mm-hmm. that'll work too if you if it's in there long enough yeah and so far that's working well, either that or use a, a better quality fertilizer where you don't have <laughs> precipitate.
2: <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> but it works really nicely. Really. And, and typically, um, I think the next question that might be coming to your mind is, well, what fertilizer do you use? And on the Osmocote, I use the triple 14. And on, the, on the label, it'll say 14-14-14 yeah. for outdoor plants and vegetables. And then the Osmocote uh, on the retail side also has one for indoor plants, which is a little higher nitrogen and lower on the phosphorus and potassium because most indoor plants are leaf growers. Yeah. But then for the water-soluble, I will go with whatever I can find in a large volume that's not terribly expensive. Exactly. But I like to use a a fairly good quality fertilizer, so I avoid miracle Grow, and I will go with um, the Fertilome. Fertilome makes a really good one. Well, they don't make it. They buy it from another company that makes it, and it's a Mm -hmm. greenhouse-grade, grower-grade quality fertilizer. Uh, Their water-soluble is. I use the Triple 20 from... um, the fertilome to use in the water soluble and i never bother with the blossom booster thing to me that's just a gimmick
1: yeah it is it's way high in phosphorus and plants yeah they do require phosphorus you have to have it especially in container plants um but not as much as in that's in that uh, fertilizer yeah
2: it's like a 0 zero <laughs> i know you know and somebody told <coughs> me it's, it's like Drinking a gallon of orange juice every day for the vitamin C, your body can only absorb so yeah. much, and the rest goes down the toilet. Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, if you do get the fertilizer thing, you can have what I saw on my way in here this morning. There's an office building up the way here. Um, I, I, I didn't catch the name of the building, but uh, it's very well landscaped. The grass looks great, and they have... Uh, big beds of uh of flowers throughout the summer and there are five i counted them five layers of flowers leading up to the back layer is is a variegated miscanthus oh a whole row of those but very pretty and all the layers are each the each successive layer is a little bit taller than the one in front of it
2: of course yeah
1: and just absolutely gorgeous Really, very well done. Has
2: it, has it been the same all summer, or yeah. does it change as the pretty, summer no, goes No, it's along? been pretty
1: much the same. Okay. <coughs> Variegated
2: miscanthus, by the way, is a <coughs> green and white striped yep. maiden grass,
1: and they're what about five feet tall? Yeah, these guys are about five feet, four and a half, five feet tall, and and the rest of things, of course, are correspondingly shorter and shorter and shorter as you go mm-hmm. go to the front. And I didn't catch the the, the species of flowers. Uh, maybe next week I'll, I'll slow down. Oh, okay. instead of going by at sixty miles an hour. <laughs>
2: yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's some really well done stuff around town. And it speaking really of is. well done stuff, <coughs> the Russian sage this year. Oh, it's gorgeous, isn't it? Is amazing. Wow. That's the that's the tall. By tall, I mean three to four foot tall. Purple, spiky, plumy stuff that's blooming all over the place. Yep. Purpley blue
1: thing. Purpley blue thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Gorgeous thing. And
1: and it makes you want to to grow lots of them in your yard.
2: Yeah. And 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 I've
1: done that once. I've done that once, too. And I'm still doing it, (laughs) (laughs) even though every year I keep pulling it out. (laughs) Well,
2: I have have tried Mm -hmm. some of the new varieties of dwarf ones. Mm -hmm. And so far, I'm really pleased. They're very well-behaved. They are less than three feet tall. The one in my front yard is just barely over two feet tall in full bloom nice sturdy spikes that don't need to be staked or propped up in any way and it hasn't (coughs) it's been in the ground for maybe four or five years um hasn't started to run around
1: maybe it's not not getting friendly (laughs) with the (laughs) with the natives let's put it that way it it may be early yes (laughs) well maybe we'll see yeah i'd like to i'd like to that'd be nice if it didn't run all over all over the place
2: but there are three or four three or four varieties out there of dwarf uh, russian sage mm-hmm. so if you don't have room for that big massive thing that's blooming all over town and the medians and in parks and what have you <laughs> or they look great because they've got plenty of room to do their thing uh <clears throat> before somebody comes through and shears them into a ball you know, <laughs> God, don't don't go there <laughs> uh the the dwarf ones work really nicely in a, in a smaller more restricted garden where you don't want to give up that much room to one plant
1: yeah, since we're going a different way to work these days <coughs> through the studio, I don't get to run by the, the landscapes that I normally run by. And uh, it, it's always <laughs> it's always a challenge to see if they delayed their shearing until the blooming was over with. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> so many of them would, would shear just as they're getting ready to bloom. Yeah. And shear everything off.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, and, there,
1: and you kind of wonder, well,
2: then why did you plant that plant why? there?
1: Yeah. Why don't you just plant a, a green thing? A privet. Yes. Or a barberry or something. Oh, God. And even some of those are kind of pretty. I, they're pretty in bloom. If you yeah. let them. Well, and I have, a, I have an issue
2: with this whole shape uh, th- that they get sheared into. Not so much that I just don't like <coughs> globes, but because it's so unnatural looking, but it's not good for the plant either. No. I mean, if you're going to shear something like a hedge... <coughs> or even an, an individual plant in your landscape. If you have to shear it to get that formal effect and, and you know more power to you, if that's your aesthetic, great, go for it. But do it properly. I mean, the, the plant should look like a gumdrop, wider at the base than it is at the top. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that, <coughs> is that then the plant gets an even amount of light all the way to the ground and it'll maintain its branches all the way to the ground so it doesn't have naked ankles. They get very embarrassed <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, but when you shear it into a globe, it gets really narrow at the bottom. I mean, down to the trunk, essentially, or the, or the main stems. And so all of that area down underneath gets <coughs> shaded out because the top is brighter, and then you get this...
1: These naked stems, yeah, and, and it just mm-hmm. looks silly. It 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 keeps getting looking uglier and uglier with each passing year. In a couple of landscapes I used to go by, I, I you know again a note, and they shear them and shear them, and, and and the plants would then start declining until finally they just pull them out because yeah. they looked ugly. Exactly. That's just because they sheared them. Mm-hmm. All right, enough of that. Uh, our stoke box, uh, we'll put that away for the time being. and It's time for our first break. And we probably should take that right now here on Legends A-10.
0: It's like the difference between soft, gentle rain and a monsoon. That's how I compare the effect of a dram rain wand on plants to the heart blast of a typical spray nozzle attachment to your garden hose. Water flows through 400 tiny holes in the DRAM Wand's soft shower nozzle to bathe and refresh your plants, not damage them or wash away soil. Its handy reach handle has a 60-degree bend and conveniently extends to more distant garden rows and hanging baskets. And there's a fingertip shutoff valve. No wonder professional growers in the greenhouses and nurseries use DRAM watering tools. Today there are imitators, but nothing matches the superior quality of the original invented over 50 years ago they're simply the best dram watering tools are available at tagawa gardens nick's gardens jared's garden center and lafayette florist and greenhouse
3: well now that summer is in full swing it's easy to get distracted from caring for the yard but we don't want to do that do we
4: no we don't and we don't want to forget about those japanese beetles either. The adult beetles may have disappeared, but they're not gone. Not only did they feast on your roses and your berries this summer, they laid eggs in your turf so that they can start again next year. Take a stand with Phylum's Grub Gone. Gone is a non-chemical BT granule that specifically targets scarab pests and their larvae. Simply apply the granule with a spreader, irrigate it into the soil, and let the
3: naturally occurring bacteria do its job. Not only is Gone easy to use, but it is the only non-chemical choice that effectively controls grubs. And my favorite part, it's not toxic to bees or other pollinators and beneficials. In fact, GrubGone has no label restrictions for use around flowering plants, so you don't have to get on your hands and knees to remove dandelions before using this product grub gone from phylum bio products the natural choice you'll find grub gone at your favorite independent lawn and garden retailer and tell them the garden wise guys sent you Summer Savings is in the air at Nick's Garden Center and Farmers Market. Take 30% off trees, shrubs, evergreens, perennials, ornamental grasses, vines, and roses. Now is the time to plant, and we have a great selection. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff is here to help you design that beautiful garden you've always wanted. Planting and delivery are available. The time is ripe at our farmer's market. It's loaded with Colorado peaches, homegrown sweet corn and tomatoes, Rocky Ford cantaloupes, and lots more. Chili roasting is in full swing. Choose from mild, medium, hot, and extra hot. Varieties from Pueblo and Hatch. We are located two blocks north on Isle On Chambers Road in Aurora. Also visit us at nixgardencenter.com. Well, hello,
1: Mrs. Johnson. Nice to see you again. What's that you have in the bag?
5: It's it's my tomatoes. Just look at this. The bottom side of all the largest fruit is turning into a nasty brown color. It's gross. My family won't eat these. What am I going to do?
1: OK, relax, Barbara. Your tomatoes have an easy to fix condition called blossom end rot. And you're right. It's nasty looking, but fortunately it's not a disease, just a mild calcium deficiency, which is usually brought on by letting your plants get too dry between waterings. So I'm going to recommend you start using this fertilome Yield Booster for tomatoes. This yield booster will supply the extra calcium your plants need to save the rest of your crop.
5: Is it easy to use? I don't want to have to mix anything.
1: You know, it couldn't be easier. Yield Booster comes pre-mixed in this handy trigger sprayer. All you have to do is spray the leaves and fruit weekly for at least three applications, and you'll have bigger, better tomatoes than ever before.
5: Oh, what a relief. Bill, you've made my day. Better give me two of those bottles of Fertilome Yield Booster. I have lots of tomato plants. Find Fertilome Yield Booster at your favorite independent Fertilome retailer, including Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Jared's Nursery in Littleton. To find your closest dealer, go to www.fertilome.com.
0: Call into The Fix-It Show with your questions about your home, Saturday morning at 9.30. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It Show, helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into The Fix-It Show
1: every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. In case you didn't get it the phone number here is 303-477-2473 that'll get you in here right now we have nobody online so we're sitting here on our on our thumbs waiting for the first question to come in and while we're doing that i could announce that i have located two more echinacea cultivars really yeah coneflowers you know the things that started out as purple coneflower mm-hmm. well now there are 728 variations on that and anything but purple Oh boy and the two new ones one's called Panama Red and the other one is called Cardinal crest and I guess you can judge by those names just what color those two are from two different seed companies or breeding companies I should say well I planted three varieties or your favorite
2: different varieties different (laughs) Uh, this year just to see what happens. One of them is an ombre, something red ombre, I think is what it's called, mm-hmm. and it, it as it, as the name in, in implies, the the color of the red changes as you go from the outside of the petal to the yep. center. Yep. And then one of them is sombrero raspberry, and boy, is that a nice purpley red color really stands out in the landscape and then the last one is just a straight species it's tennessee the one that's in yeah. the uh, plant select mm-hmm and that's doing
1: well too <coughs> and that used to be a rare plant back east probably probably still is registered as such but um, no more because now everybody in, in the United States can buy it yeah and it's a nice it's a light pink it's not a, yeah. it's not
2: a real dark pink it's a it's yeah. a medium to light pink in my in my book in my eyes uh, although my wife and I can't, we can't, uh,
1: we can't agree on the, uh, on the color purple. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever wonder whether that, that is in each person's brain about what they think a color, a specific color means, yeah. how they would define it, mm-hmm. and or are our eyes individual? In other words, everybody sees a different color, slightly. Well, I, I, I think it's a little bit of both, especially <coughs> as you age,
2: your eyes perceive color differently. Uh, I know that uh, like Monet's paintings are a really good example of it. As you can see the color shift in his paintings as he mm-hmm. aged. Yeah, true. And, and science has, has <coughs> kind of proven that out, is that as you age, you see certain wavelengths better than others. I guess your cones and rods act up in your so eyes. So
1: breeders should be aware of the age of their customers. There you go. And breed accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> and here, folks, for those over sixty-five, it is is <laughs> a new color Here's of warning. Here's a new one, geezer. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder that. Yeah. These are kind of, these are things that are really hard to, to to suss out, as they say. Well, exactly. So what else can I say? Um, oh, I had a little, I had a little run in, uh, not personally, but I went out to my patio where I have all my tropical plants and, and the, and the birdbath. And I went out and saw my big, one of my big, uh, can of Musifoles, this this giant can, all torn up.
2: Oh no. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. And 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 a container of a black colored colocasia.
2: Okay, elephant ear yeah, Taro elephant ear sort type, of thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it was just starting to get going and they ripped that all to pieces. Oh my god. And gosh. I figured it must have been raccoons. Oh. At night. Probably coming up to to get a drink in the in the birdbath. And I suspect because of why everything was torn up, there must have been two up there. Must have been two youngsters. Okay. Yeah. Just Probably just playing around. <laughs> <laughs> that tore things up. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> so I was out there with my printing shears, done, clipping everything back. Yeah, that's all you can do. No, can't do much else. Can't glue them back together. No, that isn't going to work. But they'll grow out of it, yeah. I hope.
2: Well, as fast as those badge, or those uh, musafolias grow.
1: They already have new shoots at the base. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, coming up, so... <laughs> Although our time's getting short here, we're we're looking at uh, frost sometime in the next month, probably.
2: I thought it was October. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: That's what Farmer's Almanac says.
2: Yeah, October twelfth or something like that is the average.
1: Yeah, well, we we first discussed this lately last week. We we both have experienced frost in the second week in September. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and snow too. But see, global
2: warming. Yeah. It'll it'll. We may not get it until November.
1: Uh, that could be <laughs> that could oh, be big sigh yeah I'll be ready I'll be ready
2: for it I've already got my basement all set up to to receive plants okay I'll be I'll be bringing mine over <laughs> well the one thing that always irritates me and we're going we got to get back out to the phones here but one thing that always irritates me in the fall is if we do get an early freeze then we have another six weeks of nice weather after I know. that. So what do you do? Do you drag all that stuff in the house <clears throat> for that one night so you can put it back out and,
1: t- um, and take care
2: of it for another six weeks?
1: Me, personally, I, I'm beginning to, to treat the first frost as that's it. That's it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I could you know, drag things in and out but, and maybe get a, a couple, who knows, maybe a couple more weeks. But I'm done. Yeah. Mother Nature said, that's it.
2: It's a lot of effort. It is. And it wasn't so bad when I was 30. I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> vegetable garden, that's it. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quit yeah. trying to save stuff. Yeah. And I have put a lot of the pots I have, the big pots, on wheels. Yeah. Good so, idea. So I can move them. But you still have to get them over the threshold of yes. the sliding glass door yes. into
1: the basement. Yes. Some of you, you have some giant pots. I do. I, I need the two-wheeler to yeah. move them around. Mo- most of mine I can use with a hand truck. We can move them around with, with help to get, to get them tipped back first. Exactly, and not that's the hard part. Of a lot
2: of them because the the hand truck doesn't want to stay in place. No, to put your toe there to block it.
1: But we we figured these things out.
2: Once every year we have to refigure these I know. things out. <laughs> okay, let's get back. Let's get to the phone. here. we've got Jolene out in Denver. Wants we'll to talk about poppies. Good morning, Jolene.
6: Good morning. What's How going on?
2: Oh, we're great, thank you. What's going on with you today?
6: Well, you um, know, a couple years ago, I bought a garden in a box, and uh, mostly I bought them to put around the sidewalks um, because it gets so hot there. It gets water. It what you know gets watered when the lawn gets watered. Mm-hmm. But the, the poppy plant moved itself down closer to the water, oddly enough, and now it's now it's laying on the sidewalk so i want to move it back and um farther away from the water so it doesn't you know well hopefully it'll stay there i don't know um but anyway when when should i do that
2: can you can you tell me what kind of poppy it is Mm. okay no (laughs) Uh, no.
6: What do you think about that? Uh, no. <laughs> is, it,
2: is it blooming right now? Yes. It
6: and is blooming right now. Color? Yeah. Yellow.
2: Yellow. It's probably, in a, and it's a small flower? Yes. That's a California poppy kind of ferny foliage? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't try to move it. <clears throat> no. So don't? No, what no. you want to do is, is harvest the seed pods. Are you familiar with what the seed pods look like? Yeah. Uh, when they turn brown, harvest the seed and, and scratch them into the ground where you want them to come up.
6: Oh, okay.
2: All right. You try to move the adult poppies, and they... They hate po- it. They hate it. I mean, poppies, I think of any kind, just do not like to be disturbed
1: once they're established. Oh, yeah, they, they always they always flop over. I suspect they do that in California, too. You know what I do with mine? Uh, in fact, I
2: just did this about a week and a half ago, is I just took a grass shears and went through and cut them all to the ground. And they're already three inches tall.
6: Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah.
2: When they get those long, floppy stems, just cut them back.
6: Yeah, because I don't like it on the sidewalk. No, yeah. uh
2: uh-uh. yeah. I agree with you.
6: So. Okay, and my last question is, uh, when can I move? I'm going to be moving. I'd like to move some of my um, peonies. Um, they, I've taken and transplanted <clears throat> two of them, three of them, and they're doing okay. But I want to take one now, my favorite. I want to take what's left of it because it grew up again in the same spot where the other one wa- where the old one was. Yeah. I want to take that and move that to my farm.
1: Can you wait until it goes dormant? That is, all the leaves uh, start going yellow.
6: Yeah, I think I can. And yeah.
1: That would be uh, that. That would be my my advice: is to do that. Okay. The, the latest thinking, apparently, among I guess even experts, is that the best time to move peonies is in the fall, not in the spring.
6: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I, you know, they were my mother's favorite plant and my grandmother's.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: So um, I want to keep them on the farm where, you know, my my yeah. mother had them planted, but then they planted <clears> trees, <throat> and so they 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 didn't do well at all.
1: No, not in shade.
6: So um, I and I wanted to. You know, I just want to keep them because mom's gone. So yeah. I want to keep the peonies.
1: Well, for them. I I I suspect about half the people grow peonies. That's the case.
6: Oh, yeah. My grandmother used to have a whole
2: garden.
1: <coughs> so did mine. Mm-hmm. Now, when you dig them up this fall,
2: okay. take, a, take a sharpie and huh? and mark on the stems where the ground level is. Okay. So that you can reset them at the same depth.
6: Okay. All right. I'll do that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Mark them at the... Okay. All right. All right. Very good. I must have done that with the other ones um, because they're doing well. But I had forgotten what I did. <laughs> I probably called you and followed your directions, and that's why they did. Okay.
2: Well, expect them to sulk and pout for a year or two. Yeah. Before they really start blooming well again.
6: Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen.
2: You're welcome, Jolene. Thank you for your call this morning.
6: All righty. Okay. bye Bye.
2: Bye. I remember as a child back in Kansas... All the A lot of the older homes had peony gardens where they were lined out in rows yes. according to color. And they, these could be, you know, a dozen plants. They could be, you know, a hundred plants. It just depended on the person and how much room they had. And the reason for that was it was the Memorial Day flower. Sure was. Back then. And so <clears throat> they'd, they'd grow all these plants and they'd cut them and sell them to the local florists. Mm-hmm. And then they looked like crap the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah,
1: not a great-looking plant the rest of the no, year. No, they
2: just let the grass grow up <clears throat> around them, and yeah. it just looked like a big weed patch. And I always wondered, why would you do that with that much space? You could do so much better. You
1: well, know, Once the grass gets in, it's, it's it, back then, it was difficult to get out of it. Oh, yeah, especially because <clears throat> most of it was Bermuda grass. Yeah, you, you didn't have the magic of chemistry to deal with that. No, and no. these days you do. And speaking of chemistry, you have an announcement. I I do. Um, Where did I see this first? Was in one of my digital trade newsletters that bear the people that make the aspirin, who relatively recently bought the rights to make and um, and distribute glyphosate or Roundup. They are going to stop making roundup for residential use it will only be for licensed applicators after this after when oh the date is kind of kind of open uh as early as 2023 now in my mind that is
2: removing one drop (coughs) out of a hundred gallon bucket something like well the
1: majority of glyphosate oh, yeah. oh, is used yeah. in
2: agricultural <coughs> by the 50-gallon drum.
1: Oh, yes. yes.
2: And and the majority of the Roundup used in the landscape, especially by homeowners, not so much professionals, is little 24-ounce trigger sprayers <coughs> of mostly water. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to benefit
1: anyone. I, I don't know either. Um, they're looking at a... Oh, several thousand lawsuits right now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I don't know how that's all going to turn out. Um, the first ones, which were found in the favor of people uh, bringing charges, um, are are going back to court again. Uh, appealing, prob- prob- yeah, appealing probably to a higher court, and who knows how that's going to turn out or when that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I don't know the answer to that. There was something else I was going to say when you were talking there, and now I completely forgot. Hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, that reminds me of other, uh, you see commercials on TV, some some channels, that that's about all they play, is that lawsuit against Roundup. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, time and again and again and again and again and again. And then there's a new one. Now it's about Paraquat. <clears throat> oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh then you aren't watching nearly enough TV. That is definitely an agricultural product. <clears throat> Absolutely. I haven't even heard the term paraquat in probably decades. No kidding. Now all of a sudden lawsuits are coming up about that too. Uh but anyway, they show while they're talking they show people spraying. Spraying. Let me stop right there. And then and 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 in, in several instances spraying this, spraying that, spraying. And in no instance are they spraying weeds. No. <laughs> What are they spraying? Uh, who knows? Uh, agricultural crops. That wouldn't happen. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> some some people were spraying shrubs. <laughs> that wouldn't and, and, happen. And clearly, uh, these are not uh, uh, weedy shrubs by any means. That's not the method you'd use anyway. But um, just like, come on, guys. You can do better than that. At least show them spraying some That's weeds. That's really misleading. Oh, God.
2: But then again, what isn't these days. Yeah, isn't <laughs> so, the let's, let's get back out to the funds. Maybe we can mislead Bob out of Aurora and, yeah. and find out what his pine tree's problems yeah, are. Good morning, what's Bob. What's going on,
1: Bob? Hello, <laughs> Bob. Hello, Bob. I know you're there. Hello. Yeah, Hello. There. We got you. Okay.
2: Are you there, Bob? Yes. What can we do for you this morning, Bob? I was wondering about uh I want to plant a Verso cone pine tree.
1: Okay,
0: and I've seen them up in the high country, and they're really pretty. Yes, they they're are. They're like a they're like a bonsai. Yeah, and then they get a flat. Uh, the needles and the limbs get a flat uh, top to them.
1: Yeah, well, that takes a couple thousand years, Bob. Oh, really? I, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> They're one of the <laughs> oldest living organisms on the earth. And, and they typically don't grow like that down here on no. the flats.
2: I mean, you can definitely plant bristlecone pines down here, but they, they grow much more like, an, like a, a traditional pine down here.
0: Oh, okay. I gotcha. you.
1: And most people water them way too much.
2: Yeah, yeah. You really got to watch that. Okay.
1: But they are a beautiful tree.
2: Yes. Planted down here. I mean, <clears throat> it, they are a gorgeous thing. But I don't, you're not going to see, just judging by the sound of your voice, um, maybe your great, great, great grandchildren will start to see uh, a more mature plant.
1: I don't know. We're talking 20 years each of those, and they were, you true. only got up to like 80 years.
2: Yeah, I know. Like, I'm sure I yeah. It's Wow. They're, they're, a, they're a slow grower. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all I need to know. Okay. All righty.
1: Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh huh. Now there's a plan. you can you can get them. I've seen them in one gallon containers. Yeah, I think Nick's even had some, didn't they? At one time, one gallon yeah, containers. We did. And you can also get them. Well, the difference between one gallon container and a five gallon ta- container is about a thousand dollars, because it takes so long to fill up that one five gallon container. Well, they've got that new dwarf
2: one out. <clears throat> that is the most adorable thing I've ever oh, seen pre- in my pretty. life. It is a perfect Christmas tree shape. Yep, with those little bristle cone and shorter needles, so it's got this little. This looks like a miniature bristle cone in the shape of a Christmas tree, and and it never gets real big. And it's it's perfect for like a a, a dwarf conifer garden or a small space garden where you want an evergreen that's not going to outgrow its space, but and isn't going to break up in the snow and doesn't require a lot of water. Like Jim said, this is a plant like pinion pines yep. uh, that really don't like to be watered very much once they're established.
1: And you run into problems when you when you continue to water um let's say uh, uh, next to your bluegrass lawn in the middle of your bluegrass lawn. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Then they then they do start to get <clears throat> open and floppy and uh, they'll they they'll get storm damage because the weak the wood is so weak and you'll also get certain insect problems yep. moving in that normally wouldn't bother them. Yeah. So don't do that. Try to plant them in a dry area, but I, like I said, after they're established, that's when they can deal with lower water. Establishment takes <clears throat> upwards of three or four years, so during yes. that time, you'll you will have yeah, to supplemental yeah. water so they yeah. don't so they can root in. But uh, you know, next time you're at a garden center, ask ask to see the dwarf bristlecone pines. Even if you don't want to buy one, they're worth looking at. Yeah, just look at they're yeah. just adorable. Yeah one of my favorite plants
1: indeed um we're we're close to a break time so let's go ahead and take that while everybody out there everybody else out there is uh addressing their phone and dialing this number 303-477-2473 and think of a garden question while you're doing that because you'll have a little bit of time we're taking a short break we'll be back right after this on legends 810
7: late summer is the time to refresh your garden at Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we have what you need. We still have plenty of time for gardening. Stop by and pick up some fall-loving bloomers. Choose from rutabecchia and autumn sedums, which can take the late summer heat and thrive deep into the fall. Here are a few tips. Remove plants that did not make it. Life's too short to look at failing plants. Remove weeds and take care of pests, prune, and deadhead. Then for the fun stuff, get some fresh fall thriving plants to brighten up your landscape. Next, add a fresh layer of mulch to keep the soil cool. And now you can enjoy your garden again. Planting is very rewarding. It's a heart-healthy activity that'll give you joy throughout the seasons. You'll sleep better, feel better, and there's a sense of pride in nurturing something that grows. Feel the positive healing power of flowers and plants. Stop by Lafayette Florist gift shop and garden center. We can help with all your gardening and floral needs. Located in the heart of Lafayette at 600 South Public Road. Call us at 303-665-5555 or visit us online at lafayetteflorist.com.
8: Why do I cringe every time someone says we are now in late summer? Maybe I just can't figure out where middle summer went. This is Luann Aiken, Tagawa's Garden Ambassador. Okay, maybe we are in late summer, but that doesn't have to mean we stop planting, right? To inspire you to do just that, Tagawa's is holding our 39th anniversary sale. Almost everything in stock is marked down through next Thursday, August 14th. How about 40% off of perennials, including ornamental grasses and all of our roses? Richard, our fun-loving rose supervisor, actually brought in 200 brand new roses just for this sale. There are even more savings to be had Store wide. Annuals, herbs, trees and shrubs, houseplants, tools, and everything in our gift shop except our gourmet foods marked down 20% through this Thursday or while supplies last. We have lots of fall-friendly veggie starts that can go in the ground now, and plenty of seeds that you can sow and still have a harvest before our first freeze. Our weather is expected to stay hot, but planting now is just fine, as long as you harden off your new plants and pay attention to proper watering. Come see us at Tagawas during our anniversary store-wide sale. We are your garden store, and so much more.
9: Are your hanging baskets, window boxes, and patio pots suffering from the dog days of summer? Have they lost that greenhouse fresh look? More than likely, they're starving for a little attention and some Fertilome General Purpose triple 20 plant food. This easy-to-use, water-soluble fertilizer is like an all-you-can-eat buffet for your potted plants. The nutrients are immediately available for the plant roots to absorb, providing the fuel your plants need to produce lush, green foliage and a bigger, brighter flowers, guaranteed. Your house plants will respond beautifully too. So if you'd like to get back that greenhouse fresh look at your home, get out there and buy some Fertilome Triple 20 plant food from your local independent Fertilome dealer. It's guaranteed to grow healthy, happy plants or your money back. You'll find Fertilome Triple 20 at Jared's Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial. Be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you.
8: Why do I cringe every time someone says we are now in late summer? Maybe I just can't figure out where middle summer went. This is Luann Aiken, Tagawa's Garden Ambassador. Okay, maybe we are in late summer, but that doesn't have to mean we stop planting, right? To inspire you to do just that, Tagawa's is holding our 39th anniversary sale. Almost everything in stock is marked down through next Thursday, August 14th. How about 40% off of perennials, including ornamental grasses and all of our roses? Richard, our fun-loving rose supervisor, actually brought in 200 brand new roses just for this sale. There are even more savings to be had Store-wide. annuals, herbs, trees and shrubs, houseplants, tools, and everything in our gift shop except our gourmet foods marked down 20% through this Thursday or while supplies last. We have lots of fall friendly veggie starts that can go in the ground now and plenty of seeds that you can sow and still have a harvest before our first freeze. Our weather is expected to stay hot, but planting now is just fine as long as you harden off your new plants and pay attention to proper watering. Come see us at Tagawas during our anniversary storewide sale. We are your garden store and so much more.
3: Well, summer is in full swing now and look who's back those nasty Japanese beetles, and they're ready to wreak havoc on your garden. If you're
4: looking to successfully control Japanese beetles without damaging the environment, look no further than beetle Gone from Phylum Bioproducts. Derived from a naturally occurring soil bacteria, beetle Gone is the only organic solution that successfully controls those destructive beetle invaders. Just mix the powder with water and spray on your plants. Once ingested, they stop feeding and die. And since it's an organic BT product, rest assured it's a safe choice to use on your fruits and veggies in addition to your ornamental flowers and
3: trees. Not only does BeetleGone work on adult Japanese beetles, it is completely safe to use around beneficials such as ladybugs, butterflies, and bees. And it has no issues with water toxicity. BeetleGone from Phylum Bioproducts. Target the pest and not the rest. You'll find Beetle Gone at your favorite independent garden center and make sure you tell them that the Garden Wise Guys sent you.
1: Do you have brown spots in your lawn? It may be a fungus and Fertilome has a solution for that. Fertilome F-Stop is the strongest fungicide available for homeowners to use. For most fungus problems, F-STOP requires only one application, where most of the competing fungicides require
2: two or three applications two weeks apart. Save money and save time with
1: Fertilome F-STOP. If you don't have a spreader and would prefer a spray, use Fertilome F-STOP in the ready-to-spray bottle. Use the product the professionals use. Try Fertilome F-STOP, available at the Tree Farm in Longmont, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Jared's
0: Nursery in Littleton, To find your closest dealer, go to www.fertilome.com.
1: Be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guy sent you. And we are back. We're taking your garden questions. That is when you call them in here at 303-477-2473. We have nobody on the line right now. And Jim is getting really impatient with that. I am getting a little antsy over here. Since we're not uh, answering your questions, let me pose something here that I learned, and apparently I'm learning that everybody else already knew this. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> it's one of those. You know, the, the peppers that you introduced me to, mm-hmm. the shiitake or the shiatsu or what Shishito. were they? Oh, those, yeah. That's a, um, and they produce like, you know, finger-sized peppers.
2: Lots of them, though. Yeah.
1: And, and they're good. You just take them off the bush. You can eat them right then and there um but i learned that in fact i learned this from of all people my dentist okay said <laughs> so you should take those and you should scorch them you should yeah what's the word we use not scorch put them in a, put them in a metal pan uh, and heat it up and, until they kind of blacken on the outside uh-huh and then and that's okay that changes the taste a little bit and i i think it tastes pretty good but i think it tastes even better if you put just a scotch a scotia of, of oil in the pan. Oh, you and, have and to. then fry them up, um, and then salt them. Yes, yes. They're, it's like it's like treats. Oh, no <laughs> kidding. We use that as an appetizer while the main cook
2: the yeah. main the main dish is still on the grill. <coughs> yeah, and we'll. I, I take a bowl and I put a, you know, as many as I think we can eat. <laughs> put some olive oil on. Yeah, uh, really coat them up with the olive oil. Throw them on the grill until they're. They're browning around yeah. the edges, yeah. and uh, and then put some kosher, some coarse kosher yeah. salt on. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And you just pop them. in. And ha- have you noticed that that every once in a while you get a hot one? I keep hearing it. I have not run into a hot one oh, yet. Okay. Every once in a in a while, there's one with a little bit of heat. Then <coughs> you're gonna wonder, oh,
1: how does that happen? It
2: all uh, came exactly. off the same bush.
1: Yeah. And the one right next to it is not hot at all. And by the way, they store quite well in the vegetable they drawer. They do. Yeah. A little surprise. It's sort of like uh, bell peppers. Yeah. Uh, although after a while, they start getting wrinkly in, in, the, in the fridge.
2: But if you're going to toast them on the grill, it doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: So they should have those in the, gar- in the um, grocery
2: store. Sometimes you do see them there. Oh, really? Yes. I, I started looking for them, and there's only a certain <coughs> season where they're available. Yeah. But we ran across this at a restaurant. In Castle Rock, of all places, Adam, as an appetizer, the first time we ever had them, and it was like, "This is magic!" (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And 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 I thought, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to reproduce this taste at home. And sure enough, easy as as, easy as pie. Who knew? But they're called shishito. Yeah, shishito peppers.
1: I wish we could. I wish we could grow calamari in our gardens. on a bush <laughs> <laughs> that's what i miss
2: yeah <coughs> yeah those are those are a good pepper and they're they're a good producer i mean they yeah. produce on small plants and they just keep <coughs> as long as you keep them picked you know, yeah if you if and, and if you leave them on long enough they will turn It'll, red will turn red yeah, yeah and they're still perfectly edible hey did you know that uh you need to start thinking about fall bulbs
1: I've I've already begun thinking about it. Yeah? My wife has already put an order together.
2: Yeah? Yeah. Me too. And they're going to start showing up at the garden centers here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So don't get caught unawares with your pants down.
1: (laughs) That's the only way I shop. (laughs) I've been thrown out of more garden centers. (laughs) I bet you have.
2: I bet so. No, the... um, your tulips and daffodils and crocus and all those fall-planted yeah. bulbs, even lilies. That This is the best time of year in the fall to plant lilies. Yes. Um, and garlic will be coming available here pretty yes. soon. And that's a fall-planted crop. Odd as that might seem. Um, yeah. So start planning now so that when, as soon as this stuff is available, you get the biggest, freshest, bestest bulbs that are available rather than waiting for the leftovers later on that's right so yeah and there's nothing wrong with planting right into the beds that are growing annuals and that sort of thing now Um, yeah if you you get them in there yeah yeah you just (coughs) kind of work your way in especially small bulbs but I don't understand I've never had anybody give me a good explanation it makes no sense to me this this whole business of well buy your bulbs in September but wait until October or November when the soil cools off to plant them I find that to be totally silly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because If you think about it, mm-hmm. <coughs> if you've planted fall bulbs in the past, those bulbs have been in the ground all summer long. Yeah, and they will come up next year. Yeah, with no problem whatsoever. So why would you have to wait uh, for I these new bulbs?
1: I don't know how that got started other than perhaps, I'm thinking, where they grow the majority of bulbs, which is in the low country in Europe. Uh-huh. Uh, they're harvested what we would consider to be early but only to get them up and get them dried off and get them sorted and get them packaged which they then, you know, we're, we're talking several weeks now. Yeah, and, and do, they, do you think they do those in refrigerated <coughs> situations? I, no. Um, but they, they, they try to keep the heat off of them should they sure. ever get that hot. But by the time we get them over here we're getting close to October anyway. Exactly, And maybe that's how that all got started. I don't I d- the I don't soil know.
2: ever gets that warm. And, and like mm-hmm. I said, <coughs> bulbs from previous years are just fine in yeah. the ground all summer long. Yeah. So if heat was really a problem, wouldn't they die? <laughs> that's right. You would think so. Yes, But no, they just keep coming back better and better every year. Well,
1: apparently they don't particularly care for the heat heat. Uh, but I'm talking about plants that are in the ground year-round. Mm -hmm. because they don't grow tulips very well in atlanta georgia no however you can grow tulips in atlanta georgia but you have to get certain pre-cooled what they call pre-cooled um tulips that you can then plant and they will come up and bloom yeah because their soil never does cool off right but ours does ours does absolutely and probably freezes down to the depth that you're,
2: you're planting tulips. Exactly. So uh, free, uh, bulbs, <coughs> especially, are one of those plants that can be, I think, plant, planted in a container. I've done it years and years. Uh,
1: planted in a container on the back patio, and if the p- container freezes solid, they don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'd be concerned about just how cold it gets. Freezing, that's 32 degrees. Yeah. But what if the, the soil temperature in your containers in your back porch gets down to below zero, which they would never experience in the soil? True. And you also have to keep them watered. Yeah, you do. They don't like to go dry. <clears throat> Which begs the question, what are, what is the low temperature that, that, say, tulips in general can experience and still stay alive? And I've yet to find that information. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're worried about it, plant them in pots, put them in the garage. <clears throat> Where it is
2: going to be cold, but not...
1: Not super, below super zero. cold, yeah, right, yeah.
2: exactly. And they're easy to water there because the pots never freeze solid. Yeah. Because once you freeze some solid, you can't water them.
1: And then, pl- and then plop them out into the garden in March. The, the, the problem is that you put them in the garage and there's a tendency to just forget about them. Well, you have to put them in a place where you have yes. a big sign. Yeah. <laughs>
2: water me! <laughs>
1: that's right. Right in front of your car when you take it out in the that's morning. That's right. Water these tulips, darn it! And, you know, that's something you could do without your pants on. you could (laughs) as long as you keep the garage door closed just in case you were wondering oh dear we have only a minute or two before the top of the hour and uh, Carol's on on online. we're going to have
2: to um, we're going to have to postpone Carol's question until after the top of the hour which only takes about 30 seconds really so uh, we'll get Carol (laughs) first but (coughs) in the meantime we have three open lines And we know you want to ask us a question.
1: Yeah, we do indeed. And there's our music indicating that I've got uh, only a couple of seconds to say that. Stick around. Give us a call. 303-477-2473. And we will take that call right here on Legends 810.